Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. So will you get an increase in your electric rates? Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. According to the reporting AES, reaching a settlement agreement that would raise monthly rates next year by approximately 7.3% for residential customers, but would offer other protections. This is formerly IPL, Indianapolis Power and Light, now AES. This got announced right before Thanksgiving. Was that to ensure nobody talked about it? Was was that the was that it right right there? Because I think people should I think people should should talk about it that their rates are going to 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 go up. According to uh, the IBJ, John Russell reporting, uh, AES is going to use the money for rising operational costs, tree trimming, and other needs. Um, I don't think I'm an AES customer. Just wanted to let you know what was happening. And Kylie Conway over there at Wish TV, part of uh, the morning show, because you don't watch, you're, you're, you're listening here, you're busy. Her and Scott Sander, uh, she is, uh, she's leaving. She put it out on the social medias uh, that she is, uh, that she's done. So today is her last day at Wish TV. I've loved every moment of the last 10 years. Now it's time for something new. I hope you all join me. I hope you'll join me. It should have been y'all. Should have been y'all. I believe I have met Kylie Conway once. Once. I wish her the best. I I, I always find it, on a very personal level, I find it kind of fascinating when people do this. Um, And I, I admit to you that I find it more in TV than I do in radio. Radio seems to lend itself to to longevity. If if you can get if you can get the gig, you have the opportunity to hold the gig. If if you have if you treat an audience well, if you are respectful of uh, of the people, if you are honest and clear, even if people disagree with you, they'll respect that you're on the air and they'll appreciate that. Uh, and I think we we've proven it uh, here, but. I think the, the, the real difference is that radio affords the opportunity to, to, to vocalize in a way that television doesn't. And I've always known that, that being a, a TV anchor, absolutely not what I can do. 
the the script is written. I mean, you have some input into it, but you can't engage otherwise. Oh no, that is not who I am. And I wonder for these anchors, how much does it weigh on them where they're like, you know what? I'm done here. I'm good. Thank you, Cleveland. Uh, She also stated she has uh, at least 20 years left in my professional career, so I feel like now is a good time to go for a change and do something that sparks some different brain matter. Be very curious to see what what she does. And in true Eric Holcomb style, the story uh, via the Indiana Capitol Chronicle that Governor Holcomb and Imagine Indiana, which is a nonprofit that promotes Indiana, released 62 videos touting the state the state's top attractions. The project's called All Around Indiana. And according to Holcomb, it's part of his effort to bring Indiana to the world. And I found out about this in a news report via Indiana Capital Chronicle. Nothing, nothing sent. No press release sent. Now, maybe I missed it. Why is it that when Holcomb does something that I would at least find interesting, no one ever says, hey, check this out. You would think someone from the staff would uh, put out to to people on radio, people on TV, hey, this is a cool thing. This is neat. Here's something non-political to talk about. Just cool stuff out of Indiana. Isn't that great? I don't even get that. I don't, I don't, I don't understand this administration. I don't understand these people. I don't know why it's so hard. But it is. Meanwhile, um, you can uh, check it out for yourself all around Indiana. Dot com. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Investors see interest rate cuts coming soon, recession or not. That kind of that kind of struck me when I saw that in the Wall Street Journal. Tony Katz, that's me, by the way. How you doing? What's going on? How's everything? You feeling good, kitten? Ninety-three WIBC. Good morning. Uh, you can call in three one seven two three nine ninety-three ninety-three. Feel free. I mean, we have phones. I I, I just don't. I don't answer them. I don't know. I don't know why that is. It just, I never have. But, you know, I, every now and again, I can be convinced. So uh, I, I do. Uh, it was an interesting story. Recent data fueled bets that cuts could come under a variety of circumstances. So the Fed is very focused on 2% inflation. They are very, very focused on that being the number. We are not there. You can argue that inflation is down. You're having, I think, the wrong argument. The inflation is not accelerated. Good. I'm very happy about this. None of this has to do with Biden. It has to do with what the Fed has done in the raising of rates. So the Fed has said that we're not raising rates at this past meeting, but we're not opposed to it. We will do what is necessary to end the inflation. 
But there is something called uh, interest rate futures. Good Lord. It's a crystal ball. A 52% chance the Fed will lower rates by at least a quarter of a percentage point by its May 2024 policy meeting. It was 29%. So it's this feeling that things are going to start getting better, that you will see the cut in March, and you should see, according to uh, some of these groups, a federal fund rate by the end of December 2024, so a year from now, at 4.5%. I I would go on record and say I'm not buying, but I don't know if I'm a guy who gets to go on the record and say that. Everything is possible, and I won't be opposed to it, but you're, you're, you're stating that the global economy won't have an effect on us. That everybody will get a little better, but we'll get that much better. Now, 44 historically is a fine number. By the way, the the, the five point, where were we at, 5.3 right now? 5.35? Also historically, not a bad number. It's put into context compared to the basically 0% interest rates that were charged for years. The, the money was free. And so now we've seen the money get expensive, relatively speaking. But if it was not for the Fed raising interest rates, the inflation would be worse. And if the Biden administration simply had done less spending or stopped spending and stopped being crazy, we would also be in a better place. People want to forget, but they're convinced that spending money is just fine. And it's hard for, for example, the the ardent Trump supporter to argue this because Trump spent money like it was going out of style. He did. Uh, Why are we denying this? Wrong. It was a bad idea. Our issue continues to be spending. There are things we cannot afford to do and we have to put an end to and they're not in the government's purview anyway. And there are things we must spend on that we have to keep going on. Debt reduction is necessary. No one seems to care. It's going on like this is all just fine and normal and the pressures aren't real. Super weird, which is why I take a look at the idea that we're going to be down a full percentage point over the course of, of 2024, which which isn't even hyper aggressive, by the way. And I say, yeah, I'm not I'm not there. That is not a bet I am taking. And by the way, they're not even at a full percentage point. They're at close to a full percentage point. Um, I'm not there. And when I see these things from the Wall Street folk, I'm like, are they just trying to make themselves feel better? Do they really have a basis for this? I don't know. I, part of me thinks so. Let's see what happens uh, first and second quarter. We'll wait for it. The popcorn moment, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's a story you need to hear to believe. Then grab your popcorn because there is more. Uh, I, I was gonna. I'm. I'm gonna save Piers Morgan. 
I'm going to save the Piers Morgan insanity. Uh, instead, I will go with the traditional MSNBC insanity that used to be the intellectual morning show. Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski lecturing to the rest of us. Mike Barnacle with the, well, non-take. Mike, they, 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 they have already taken away a constitutional right that women had for 50 years. Now they want to take away health care guarantees that Americans have had for a dozen years. Correct. And later this week, we're going to have a reconvening of the House Committee on Weaponization of Government. And what that will mean is they'll go through a list of things again that people have gotten used to living with that people like, benefits that people like. And they'll be looking to cut back on those benefits, reduce those benefits, sometimes eliminate those benefits. It's the only time in our history when we have had a major political party. It used to be a major political party. Now it's a crazy political party. The Republican Party seriously interested again in marching this country backward. This is the standard talk now on MSNBC and none of it has any value. Um, I would. I, I think we should get into the idea of uh, are there actual cuts coming, and and to so what what are the, what is being looked at? What if we can't afford it anymore? What if we can't afford it anymore? Why isn't this part of the conversation? We cannot afford these things anymore. Every family does this to Mike Barnacle and to Joe Scarborough and to Mika Brzezinski. This is unacceptable. And the idea that abortion was a constitutional right? What the hell is he even talking about? Show me where. Show me where. Now, uh, the right to keep and bear arms, I could show you where. Free speech, I can show you where. The right to remain silent, I could show you where. Speedy trial, I could show you where. My ability to have a bourbon, I can show you where. Abortion? You can't show me anywhere. So what are you talking about? You mean because something always was, it has to be? Dear Lord, are you advocating for the return of Dred Scott? Are you nuts? Are you Plessy versus Ferguson kind of folk? It's embarrassing to see these people who claim to be the intellectual betters of you and me engage in this way. Taking the country backward. Well, that's not true. If there are things we can no longer afford, that's honest. Maybe the problem is What good is honesty? Honesty doesn't win you elections. There are things we can't afford anymore, guys. And we're going to have to redo Social Security. And we're going to have to rethink some of these other systems. Because that's just the way it is. The writing is here. The, The moment is here. Through the looking glass, I believe, would be the expression. But the intellectuals at MSNBC just figure, well, as long as I can get a paycheck... I'll just keep doing this. Uh, I, that that has to be it. Give me another reason and I'll take it. So Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom are going to have the debate 
uh, when, when is that? Two days from now? It's on Thursday? They're going to have the debate on Thursday. Uh, Sean Hannity will host a presidential candidate, Ron DeSantis, California Governor uh, Gavin Newsom. Me, I'm Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, not governor yet. They are going to debate. We're carrying it here at WIBC. So we will have it on air on Thursday. So you're going to want to tune in for that. Um, this is, I, I, I guess it's fascinating and it's super smart for DeSantis because now he gets news cycle. He gets news cycle going into the next presidential debate, which will take place in Alabama. Um, sure. He risks, he risks looking bad. Gavin Newsom, I assume is going to come in a very, um, Gore Vidal style, Right? Why worry about facts when you can just insult and infuriate and be disgusting and try and get your opponent to trip up and then say, see? That's that's what I'm expecting. And I would only hope that that's what he's uh, prepping and preparing for. And remember that that uh, Gavin Newsom is not, your, is not the guy you're speaking to. You're speaking to an audience that's going to rip apart everything that gets said. So that's the downside of this. The upside is, look at how fearless the guy is. He'll talk to anybody. Somebody asked him about doing a one-on-one with Nikki Haley. He's like, fine, let's go do that. Let's go get that done, too. So, does any of this help him against Trump, who is ahead in uh, in some places, according to the national polling, by 60-plus points? Don't know. Do not know. But it's happening Thursday and we will have it here. Uh, we also have, where in the world uh, is it? Uh, in January, you've got Red, White, and Bowl with Hammer and Nigel, presented by Jack Daniels. Just, I, I approve, uh, right there. You can um, get a ticket, you can get a lane and bring bowlers with you. It's the pizza, it's the three hours of bowling, uh, there's a complimentary beer. There's a silent auction. Uh, you can win some other uh, great uh, prizes. Uh, it's uh, it's very cool. This is for this is for veterans, right? This is a fundraiser for veterans. I I, I do believe a uh, portion of the proceeds goes to bowlers uh, the bowlers to veterans link, a nonprofit with a mission to enhance the lives of Americans' veterans and active duty servicemen and women through recreational therapy programs and services. So. You can you can bowl with Hammer and Nigel, and and the whole Hammer family, uh, they're they're very into their bowling, they're they're competitive, um, it's 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 part of uh, it's part of the Hammer lifestyle. I'm not here to judge, I'm not here to judge, I'm here to say okay, and possibly look the other way, right there. So red, white, and bowl. That's January twelfth. Uh, so if you've got a business. Um, uh, get your get your lane now and uh, and reward some of your employees with a, with a lane and bowling and and some Jack Daniels and that's a, that's a good thing. So that's going on uh, as as well. Uh, I am trying to put together a book signing over the course of the next couple of weeks. Uh, of course, we've got Let's Go Barbecue, which would make the perfect uh, Christmas and Hanukkah gift. So hope to get that done. Hope to have that announcement uh, next week uh, for you. And that's that's all I know that's going on. That's it. I just like to, I like to share what's going on. You know. Good like that. Try my best. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. 
I brought this up earlier and I thought it was worthy of some further discussion. This idea of sympathy for Hamas. It, it is rampant. And if you say to me, Tony, another conversation about Israel. First of all, uh, we've been very aggressive about not having every moment be about uh, Hamas, a terrorist organization murdering 1,200 Israelis and the war that has ensued. We do, however... Watch uh, in 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 the social regarding people who think that somehow it's wrong to defend oneself, and somehow forget that Hamas is a terrorist organization that needs to be destroyed. Tony Katz, ninety three WIBC. Good morning. I'm not ashamed of saying this. I'm not afraid of saying this. Hamas needs to be destroyed. What's our argument here? Israel doesn't have the right to do so. I don't think it should be just Israel. I think the world should be very focused on getting rid of a terrorist organization. And when they're not, I believe it speaks volumes. It speaks volumes about the nations that don't get proactive in this. It speaks volumes about the elected officials who support Hamas through statements like from the river to the sea, which is Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, their supporters like Andre Carson. You want to talk about a guy who has shown you, just like we have said for years, everything about him. It's Andre Carson. Andre Carson is a terrible member of Congress. He's a bad guy. And I guarantee you the Republicans don't run anybody against him. So let the Democrats run somebody against him. There's a better Democrat out there. There's a Democrat out there who doesn't hate Jews. Let's run them for the love of the Lord. But the support for Hamas is something else. Uh, dangerous, if you, if you ask me. This brings us to Piers Morgan, who on his show there out of the UK, I think he believes he's having the intellectual conversation. And discusses something that he said in 2014 and relates it to now. This is dangerous territory for Israel. It has a rapidly narrowing window of legitimacy in Gaza. President Biden is under pressure from his supporters to speed up the end of the fighting. And America won't accept a prolonged occupation. Israel told Palestinians to move south in Gaza to escape the bombing. Now it says it'll bomb the south too. This bloodshed cannot continue without proof there's a plan beyond the total destruction of Gaza. I've been picked up this weekend by people reminding me of tweets from 2014. Back then, Israel launched a massive bombardment of Gaza in response to the murder of three Israeli teenagers in the West Bank. What happened, I'm asked. Why did I change my position? Well, I haven't changed my position. Israel committed atrocities in 2014, in my estimation. It was a completely disproportionate response to what had happened. It looked more like revenge to me than a military strategy, and President Obama told them to call it off. Well, during that bombardment, I asked, at what point does Israel's current military strategy become the very terrorism it professes to be fighting? And today, I'm beginning to ask myself that exact same question. When I say that it's support for Hamas, I, I meant it. And that's what I believe Piers Morgan is guilty of here. Let's break this down just a little bit. This is dangerous territory for Israel. It has a rapidly narrowing window of legitimacy in Gaza. President Biden is under pressure from his supporters to speed up the end of the fighting. And America won't accept a prolonged occupation, Israel told Palestinians. Wait a moment, Piers. Why is it 
that somehow um, the window of legitimacy is closing. Says who? You? I don't think you get to decide windows. As long as Hamas exists, there's a reason to destroy them. These terrorists, these murderers, these kidnappers, what window of legitimacy are you discussing? Because if you want to argue that it's war crimes that Israel's committing, why would you ever allow for that window to exist to begin with? It is a weird, weird conversation piece being had by Piers Morgan here and people who think like him who don't recognize the absurdity of their own conversation. And then there's this. To move south in Gaza to escape the bombing, now it says it'll bomb the south too. This bloodshed cannot continue without proof there's a plan beyond the total destruction of Gaza. What plan would you like? What Marshall plan would satisfy you? Satisfy the bigot Andre Carson and his fellow bigots Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and Ocasio-Cortez and Ayanna Presley and Jamal Bowman and Dick Durbin, a man most aptly named, and Richard Blumenthal who lied about his Vietnam service and Chris Murphy, the beta male of the Senate. What plan satisfies you? And why is a plan necessary beyond the total destruction of Gaza? Maybe no plan could be created until you have the total destruction of, uh, of not of Gaza, but of, of Hamas. Because I don't think anybody's trying to destroy Gaza. If you argue that there has been buildings flattened and there is rubble all over northern Gaza, I won't disagree. I've seen video. But if Hamas was gone, everything could be better. Rebuilding can happen. A life can be achieved. Why do you oppose this? You ask the question, at what point does Israel's current military strategy become the very terrorism it professes to be fighting? And the answer is never. Never. Because Israel didn't start it. Unless, of course, you think that their existence is the problem. In which case, my original thesis does indeed hold true. This is support for Hamas. I'll have this debate anywhere, Piers. Call in, 888-900-3393.